Canceled, folks, but we are here and minus a beautiful mustache. <laughs> R.I.P. Mustache. R.I.P. Mustache. The game was so bad yesterday. The wife really convinced me. She goes, look, since you got that damn thing, I'm trying to be nice to you here. Aaron Judge broke his, blew his toe up, whatever the hell he's done. The Yankees can't win a game. You're driving yourself nuts watching these games. It's time to remove the stash. So if things turn around from here, folks, I might never bring the stash back ever again, which is a sad day in my life. All right, now now to reverse our luck, you got to do the Lincoln, where you got no mustache, but you just got the beard. <laughs> I'll do it with you. I'll, let's do it. That would look so horrible. <laughs> it would. Uh, NYY the mustache, Amish. I could actually play a little bit. NYY Amish recaps. <laughs> That's it. That'll be awesome. That'll be absolutely awesome. But yeah, man, I, I had no luck with that. Yesterday might have been. And by the way, chat, thank you guys for being here. I know the game is canceled today. There is a doubleheader tomorrow. I plan on actually calling both of those games here on NYY News TV. But yesterday, Derek, I don't know what to say anymore about yesterday's game. You know, Aaron Judge is out. Okay, but that's not an excuse for the type of play that we saw yesterday from the Yankees. I uh, I, I themed my post-game reaction around embarrassment because right now you have to be embarrassed as a member of the Yankees organization, just the product you're putting out there. You're telling me you can't get decent, regular outfielders together. I mean, it's it, we're what, 75 games in or something like that, yeah. maybe 60-something. And you ha when was the last time the Yankees had three legitimate outfielders in the field at once? Have they done it this season? I, I, I don't think they have. have. And, you know, that's the thing that a lot of people bring up, including myself, is when we talk about things like – uh, the payroll, where it's at, why why it upsets us so much, and why I get angry. Um, Like I did yesterday, I had to do a rant video after the call in the whole game. I said, you know what, I have to, because th this is just so sad. The whole debate anymore about people getting mad that a guy like Floriel isn't up, there's no longer a debate here. Yep. The Yankees don't have a guy that can field. I said it yesterday. I said, look, I don't care if the guy come up and hit 220. At least he can catch a baseball. And he's an outfielder. Calhoun runs like he's got cement in his shoes. I mean, this guy is the most immobile 28-year-old yes. I've seen since Heath Ledger. <laughs> I said yesterday, right? And I'm just, you know, when I go on a rant, I, whatever comes out, comes out. I was like, this guy is five foot three. He can't catch a ball. He's 212 pounds. He dove for a ball, rolled 18 times. Oh, my God. It's unbelievable. I, I just can't believe these are our New York Yankees. With this payroll that they have, and this is the product they're throwing on the field. And I'm not even beating up Domingo Herman here. He was just bad yesterday. Hey, you're going to have a dud sometimes as a pitcher. You got to have the offense pick you up. I mean, you can't let it be 10 to 1 by the time you mount any kind of rally or 13 <laughs> right. to 1 or whatever. You know, going to Matt Crook there, I felt like um, waving the white flag a little early. In yeah. Fenway, in Fenway, yeah. where we've seen seven, eight run innings before, we saw the Yankees come back from nine nothing one time. Look, uh, I felt like that was a white flag a little bit early, and then when that grand slam went out, I said, "Well, this it. is no longer a a game that I watch. 
and this is a game where I clean up the, uh, you know, studio and vacuum and dust and do all that shit. Thing in a planet to talk about. But I want to ask you one question, Derek, because you've obviously, you know, you you do recaps. I do NY News TV, but we, we've had jobs and, you know, you you have jobs and we still do things today. But when it comes to the New York Yankees, I got to ask you this because as a supervisor on a job or a manager on a job, you're typically held responsible to what mm -hmm. your employees do under you. If they're acting up and not doing their work, they're coming in late all the time eventually you're going to have to answer to why that's always happening. Right. With the sloppy play of the New York Yankees, who do you pin that on mainly? If you look at this and you go with the errors on the field, all the, the constant sloppiness of play, when you're watching a team, say you're not even a Yankee fan, you're just watching it, where yeah. does your head go when you see something like that happen constantly? Well, you know, I, I think it's more nuanced than just blaming one specific person. I think the organization itself has too many voices and there's probably too many conflicting voices. I feel like it should be a legitimate pyramid, but it feels more like there's, there's, you know, a three headed monster at the top where you got, you know, Cashman and, and Fishman and, and Hal Steinbrenner when needed, when you need that big phone call. But ultimately I'm looking at the lineup yesterday. I'm not seeing a lot of guys. I'm seeing three guys in the lineup that were non-roster invitees, mm. you know? I mean, how mm. much can you really expect out of these guys? To me, mm. I think what we've gotten from Bowers and what we've gotten from Calhoun has been terrific. Yeah. But I don't think we should even expect more, you know what I mean? Because they've already yeah. outperformed what they're gonna yeah. what they're gonna do. And to me, that falls to Cashman really had an opportunity to fix this team up a little bit uh in the winter, didn't really address the main issues. You know, we're still running Donaldson out there who leads the league in meaningless solo home runs. I mean, come on. I'm a I'm a huge believer in the the play on the field. To me, in my opinion, it, it goes to your leadership and your coaching staff. And a lot of people immediately assume, oh, Pete, you just mean Aaron Boone. No, I mean the coaching staff as a whole. When, when you have the lackadaisical play that this team has, and I'm talking about since 2018, this has kind of been a constant. I remember that year I said, hey, this, they're the sloppy Yankees. And every time it happens now, I always bring up, oh, the sloppy Yankees are back again. I've just never seen a team that in just occasions out of nowhere, they look like they're in outer space. And it's like, we don't remember how to play baseball. Anthony Rizzo all of a sudden thinks he's a second baseman. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's running all the way up the line and every ground ball hit the Glaber. Nobody and, knows what's going on. They can't catch a, a ball from a cutoff, man. Right. Rizzo can't run the bases either. He thinks he's fast. He's he not he's fast. He's legit fast. My father messes me all the time. This guy's a lot ass. What is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> what is he well, doing? He thinks he's fast. I do think. I mean, he's skinnier this year. He's lost some weight. But he I, he, some people were just slow. You know, I was skinny yeah. but slow. Some yeah. people have bigger feet than their body is meant to have. And I was one of those people. And, uh, you know, I look at just the – the the perfect example yesterday was the Glaber Torres play where they ruled it a hit, but it was a ground oh, ball to his right. God. He didn't set his feet and get the easy out. Yep. He he tried to make like the Robinson Cano yeah. like cross throw across throw. his body, yep. made a shitty throw. If he stopped and made a good throw, like what like the situation called for, there's no reason to make that fancy play. You throw the guy out by 25 feet if you if you set your feet and just throw That's a strike. Right. But he's more concerned with fashion than function. Yeah. Clint Frazier was the same way. Aaron Hicks was the same way. 
I, I just want guys that are focused. Like, that's why I don't mind that Volpe's hitting 190. The guy's a ball player. He's busting yeah. his ass every time. I, give me nine Anthony Volpe's. You might lose, but you're not going to see that lazy shit. Yeah, no, and that's the thing that balls me more than anything. And look, I, I know sometimes I say these things also, too, during games. You feel like, Pete, you know managers won't do that. Now, I get that. I get managers aren't going to do it. But I tell you what, man, give me give me five minutes when it happens, and I'd be on the field time to get your ass in here. I don't <laughs> yeah. care. I, I said it yesterday. I put Dravino at second base. I'm not kidding. Yeah. I, at that point in that game where they are, I don't care. You come off the field. You need to be humiliated in front of people and say, we're not going to stand for this no more. You I know mean, what this and it's not, team, he's not the only one. He's not Glaber's not the only one yesterday. Yeah. It was a train wreck around the entire field. This team needs a Billy Martin type. Like 100%. Like it, 100%. It, and and not only because it would be fun for us to watch, but like I feel like these guys are paid at, like at such astronomical levels that it's human nature to not push yourself. You're comfortable, right? You yeah. need that little like having a manager that's kind of laissez-faire. I think that that bleeds into the club where they're just kind of like, oh, cool, I'm 0 for 4. What's for dinner? Made two errors. What are we doing tomorrow? Like, I want want somebody out there who says, look, for three hours, your attention is here. We don't care about your bank account. We don't care what what car you're driving. Don't care what sponsorships or billboard or photo shoot you got. For three hours, your attention is on this team. And if it's not, get the hell out. That's the way it goes. I mean, that's all I've been asking for for a long time is exactly that. And – you know, it's not a knock on Aaron Boone. I've said it. Aaron Boone will probably be a good manager in a lot of other places. I really feel deeply that if the Yankees had a guy that's a little more, you know, hey, guys, we're about our business when we're on this field. And look, people could say what they want. I bring it up all the time. I think it's also a lack of respect for the manager in that sense because yeah. they know what's going to happen to me. You know, I'm going to play tomorrow. What, what is going to happen to me if I make a bad play or go for four today? I'll right. be right back in a lot of tomorrow. <laughs> I just feel like they really need somebody there that goes, hey, man, no, this is not happening. I think Glaber Torres, I know he gets picked on a lot of this, but he's got away with this for years now of yep. just making lackadaisical plays. I always bring up last year. Aaron Boone went from game one to literally the last game of the season saying, ah, he felt bad about it. You know, we talked about it. Yeah. You shouldn't have to do that all these times. Yeah, sometimes talk doesn't cut it, you know? That's right. Sometimes action right. is what you need, you know? How about how about less talk? How about sit there and learn? How about sit there and think? Okay? Yep. How about sit there with all these cameras on you, focused on you came out of the game because you're lazy? That yeah. might teach you a lesson. You might have to, you know, there's there's consequences to everything in life, you know, and, and um I, I I truly believe that people will learn from their mistakes if given the opportunity. But sometimes you just need a swift kick in the ass. Damn right. Damn right. And and that's that's what the Yankees need. And as of right now, where they currently stand, the New York Yankees folks are, as you see right here, 10 and a half games out of first place. Yes, you heard me right when I said that. The New York Yankees are currently 10 and a half games out of first place. That run differential continues to drop, uh, continues to go down, especially in a game like yesterday. You know that's going to bite you on the ass, and, and that's exactly what it did. Toronto's catching up to the Yankees. If I switch over really quickly to the wild card spot, I think it's an 8-8 game currently right now with the Angels and the Yankees. Or I don't know if that updated, that has not updated yet. But the Angels are right there with the Yankees. I mean, they're right in line. The Yankees are closing in, but not even being a playoff team as of right now. Yeah. And it is about, what, a week and a half, two weeks away from July. 
Derek, I got a question to ask you. Is there any scenario where the Yankees sit there and go, ah, maybe we got to sell or maybe we sell off assets? You know, I, I saw I, I made a video a couple of weeks ago that says, should the Yankees be sellers? I saw this coming. I said, you have a bad couple of weeks without Aaron Judge. You get to be 12, 15 games back. You're not making the playoffs. Yeah. You know, uh, and and. And there's good teams too in that wild. Like, oh yeah, it's not like that's all. That's it's not like the Yankees. And True, there's nobody underneath them. Right, there's some pretty good clubs there. Right, and they're going to be trying their ass off to win. They're going to be going out and getting players, and we're probably going to be sitting, you know, sitting on our hands again because we traded everybody for Frankie Montas. And and I wanted <laughs> I wanted to point out, you know, just one other one other thing about um, you know the standings. I get a comment occasionally that says, "Well, the Yanks are 39 and 31. If they were in most other divisions, that's pretty good." They're not. They're not in most other divisions. <laughs> That's irrelevant. Yeah. You got to compete with the teams in your division who are really good. And the Yankees yep. just flat out didn't build the roster to do that. Right. Or they thought they did, but they just assumed everybody would be healthy for some yeah. reason. I think, you know, that they're, you know, we, we blame Boone and, and we blame his coaching staff. They're definitely to blame, but I um, you know, I still think Cashman's the guy who puts no those question. guys in place. No doubt about it. And who tolerates this shit and how to a certain degree tolerates Cashman's underperformance. He's won for his last 23. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like there's a lot of blame to go around. And look, you know, we are spoiled as Yankees fans. We get to make the playoffs a lot. We're competitive a lot. But I don't think it's too much to ask when you got the highest ticket prices and you got the, you know, largest payroll, right? And you got the worst parking. I mean, like, can we, <laughs> right. can we please get a team that can win it one of these years? Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, you bring up a very valid point, right? Brian Ca Aaron Boone was hired by Brian Cashman. But then the guy above Brian Cashman is okay with Brian Cashman. Right. Failing every year and saying, hey, you know, after the Donaldson trade and the Montas trade, this trade and that trade, and this not working, that not working, and spending money, I'm okay with you for another four seasons. So yeah. it, it, it's kind of hard to really pinpoint who is the worst of the bunch. It, it really is because it's like, well, one is okay with the other one, and then it goes to the top guy, which I guess you really could pinpoint. But the problem with pinpointing him is he ain't going nowhere. You know well, that for a fact. I would love it if Hal said, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. You know, I, I, my kids don't care about the Yankees, whatever. I'm going to sell it to a hedge fund for $6 billion. And <laughs> right. Write everybody in the Steinbrenner family tree a nice big check and go fly planes for the next 20 years um, while we wait for the uh, you know, AI apocalypse. I look, I, I think that um, Steinbrenner is not, obviously not his dad. He is willing to spend. I think he's made that clear, but I agree. he doesn't have the same look. His, his, his dad Moxie. grew up in a different time, had to deal with different types of people. This guy, you know, he's been in boardrooms his whole life. He's, he's, you know, been around suit and tie guys his whole life. We need yeah. somebody with some street smart, somebody with that killer yeah. instinct. What has Hal Steinbrenner ever had to compete for oh, in nothing. his life? Nothing. What has Brian Cashman had to compete? You know, we got we to gotta have some fire. Somebody who wants to be there, wants to win, who looks at this as a challenge rather than just like their yearly duties. No doubt. Uh, David Elias, thank you so much for becoming a Real Talk package. And guys, uh, we got to... We're probably going to wrap up this one in about a, about a, a 30 minute episode here. So throw uh, any questions you want in there. I'll try to answer them as we go. But we saw a pretty good player yesterday, Derek, that me and you both wanted. Yeah. Masataka Yoshida is friggin' awesome. He can he's hit. He's just an awesome player, man. He, he's the guy that would have fit right in with those 98 Yankees. 
He yeah. could he could be an annoying ass at bat. I think he had a what? What was it the last series? Like a 17, 15, 16 pitch at bat against Wandy? Yes. It was like an insane at bat. And then yesterday goes four for four, doubles. Ball um, player. Just missed a home run off the wall. And man, that would have been so welcomed in left field. And I would love to know, because the Yankees typically have a, a strong scouting department on the Asian market. What could they what do they miss here with this guy? I mean, I'm just like watching him every day, and I know there was other clubs interested. It seems like the Red Sox kind of blew everybody out the water for him. But man, oh man, that would have fit so well in this lineup right now that we might not even be complaining about some of the things that yeah. we have to complain about right now. Well, there's two things uh, that come to my attention from his stat cast page. So the average exit velocity is about league average, and that might turn the Yankees off because they love exit velocity. That's their yep. thing. That's what gets Brian Cashman hot and bothered under the collar is uh, exit velocity. Also, his his defense on StatCast doesn't look good. He's in the 13th percentile of outs above average and in the 13th percentile of outfielder jump. He's got a slightly above average arm. I wonder if playing left field in Boston and that just being a tricky place to play is one of the reasons why his defensive metrics are not great. Because, you know, when he came to Yankee Stadium, he made a couple of nice plays out there. He yeah. looks like he moves around well. Yeah, he uh, made a, he, I think he made like a running catch, a, a really good running right. catch at Yankee Stadium down the line. He's not extremely fast, but, I mean, uh, he's faster than Willie Calhoun. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Guy's hitting 309, seven home runs. He's got uh, how many doubles does he have this year? He's got to have multi. He got 17 doubles. He struck out only 28 times and walked 25 times. Unbelievable. I mean, the Yankees could have had this need. guy for a very reasonable, basically what they're paying uh, DJ LeMahieu. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And it, it, it again, I mean, you could do this stuff all day where you can, you know, talk about the misses and all that, but. Like we said before, Hal brought the guy back that did all these misses. And he's here again. And what are we talking about again? The same stuff we've talked about every single year with the same exact issues year after year after year when it comes to the Yankees. And speaking of StatCast, you go ahead and, and pull this up. Let me try to make it a little bit bigger. But you pull up the Yankees' top at plate appearances. Plate appearance at bats. Well, I'll do plate appearances. You see Glaber Torres, 252, 330 on base percentage. Anthony Rizzo, 342 on base percentage, 265. Then everything just really continues to dump off without Aaron Judge. I mean, DJ LeMay with 296 on base percentage. Oswaldo oh. Cabrera, we thought might do something, 243 on base percentage. You know, Willie Calhoun got a 306, which is actually one of the highest on the club, which right. is unbelievable. Trevino, we've got nothing out of. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton, where's he at? I mean, a, a 280, 221 average, a 477 slugging. Yeah, Harrison Bader was doing well while he was here. Now he's hopefully going to be back uh, sometime this, this week. But it's just more of this. These are ugly numbers. And when you just put it all together, it is just a bad offense. It's a bad offense. You know, uh, there's there's two that really stand out as being uh, disappointing to me. I really thought Oswaldo was going to be a better player this year, and I still yeah. contend he could be a good player. It's just something mechanical with his swing that right now it's he's just getting beat. Um, and then um, John Carlos Stanton getting hurt again. You know, we we heard about at the end of last season when he came back, he wasn't 100, percent and it's all yep. about you know he's learning how to play it, not 100. percent Five games into the season, he he tweaks his hamstring he misses a month and now he's not the same player again you know I mean, it's just sure he'll hit you the occasional long home run but 
he's just not a good baseball player. He can't play defense. He can't run the bases. He's got a good throwing arm, but he doesn't get to use it because if you put him in the outfield, he dies. Yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. facts. facts. So a couple of things that I want to bring. Got a couple of fan questions here that I want to get to guys with 13 likes away uh from 100. We got about 240 in here right now. Um, Aaron Judge. I, I saw a couple of questions on there right now. They simply ask what I think me and you already know. Are the Yankees not telling us what they really know about Aaron Judge and how long he's going to be out? Do they ever tell us how long players are going to be out correctly? You know, Harrison Bader was supposed to be back last night. Going to yep. be out all weekend. Here, here's, you know, this is a conspiracy theory I've maybe mentioned on my channel. I might have mentioned it here as well. If he's going to miss a big chunk of July, right? Mm. There's no incentive for the Yankees to go out there and say that because it's going to prevent people from buying tickets in July exactly. to bring if you want to bring your family to their first game you want to, you got two kids let's say you got and there's a lot of people that fit this this mold that go to Yankee games you live in yeah. upstate you live in Albany you live in Syracuse you know you live in Massachusetts Connecticut you live you know a, a decent drive from the stadium you want to bring your kids you want to bring the whole family maybe you know grandma grandpa you're going to spend a thousand bucks you don't want to oh, go if, yeah. if you don't want to go if Aaron judge isn't going to be in there Let's say, well, right. we'll wait till August when he's back. You know, if they said he's out for July. Right, right now, people are buying tickets because he might be back. You know, oh, he'll yeah. be back by the 4th of July, whatever. You know, it can't be that bad. I think it's real bad. I think he's going to be out a few months. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. Look, the Yankees know, folks. You know, if you if you think that the Yankees do not know or have an idea that Judge is going to be out for a longer period of time than expected, him being the star player of this club, trust me when I tell you, they know. It makes you know, 40 million. 40 million. <laughs> you tell me you don't know every hangnail that this guy gets? Exactly. You don't think they really understand how long this is going to be? Derek summed it up perfectly. You know, they got to sell tickets in July. If they come back, go probably early August, mid-August. Why are you going to buy tickets for July July game? What's the point? Ah, it's nice outside. Let's go spend $1,000 again. And Aaron... <laughs> Aaron Judgeless, New York. Let's go Yankees. watch Willie Calhoun play yeah. right field for a thousand bucks. No, I'm good. Willie I'll use the yes app. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to see him do some rolls in the outfield, see what happens. Right. So you brought up something pretty funny to me, and I want to pull this up. This is what, 2013's top 10 oh. prospects. This is pretty bad. And folks, mind you, before we say this, this is pretty bad. And, this is and dark. Not even, this is dark. This is definitely <laughs> dark. I should turn the lights off for this one. Oh, <laughs> oh man. We talk about this. Now, let me switch over to the screen. Derek, do you want to take this over? Because you said it perfectly. Sure. So when you look at the top 10 players from 10 years ago, uh, there's, you know, seven of them. You know, it's interesting to follow their career. Three of them are dead. Uh, you know, we, insane, Oscar man. Tavares is dead. Jose Fernandez, number seven overall, is dead. And Tyler Skaggs is dead. So in retrospect, Garrett Cole's doing pretty good at number nine. 100%. Jerickson Profar, not doing too bad. Like, no comparatively but i mean, I mean is that unbelievable well the craziest thing was when you read it off to me i was like all right you know 23rd like why why i'm thinking in my head just 10 years ago maybe all right let me let me see where he's going then he's like dead i'm like okay dead and i'm like i i told you i was like three out of ten players are dead i'm like just being a, just getting to the major leagues that i guess is good enough because <laughs> it makes me kind of happy that i'm alive right now that 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 is that's the case of of what we're looking at there so you never know what a prospect so to say so I, lo I looked it up the other day. Um, I, w I wanted to look up my first baseball game that I ever went to, and I believe it was 1991. Bernie Williams had five hits. It was his first ever five-hit game. But the winning pitcher for the Cleveland Indians 
uh, died the next year in spring training. So wow, I was at a, I was at a game in Atlanta where a dude ran up to the edge of the upper deck to boo a rod and went right over and fell and died. So you're like, like the bringer of death over here. I'm not out of stories yet. I was. Oh, I used yeah. to be a. I used to be a beat writer for the Durham Bulls in Durham, North Carolina, right. for one season for a, a magazine called Ray's Digest. And my first day, I'm waiting in line, standing standing in line to go get my press pass. Dude standing next to me drops dead. I I wherever I go, I bring destruction. I don't. I don't know, but guys, uh, Derek will not be at the event on September 23rd. Just, I mean, you Make guys sure will be you fine. Just, your food. just look both ways when you cross the street. Don't get yes. too close to the edge of the subway platform. Yes, that's it. And make sure they got great food there. Chew everything you eat. Yeah, we need nobody choking because Derek's there. Okay, so you know, honestly, I'm probably the most likely to choke to death. I like, I take the biggest. <laughs> my wife always makes fun of me. I take the biggest bites out of food, and I'll just work on it. I remember uh, when I was a little kid, I almost choked to death on a piece of Batman cereal, which for some reason was this gigantic, <laughs> jagged Batman batwing shaped thing that kids are supposed to swallow. And I remember running up the, the stairs like, ah, and my mom had to heimlich me. I remember a funny story from me. I don't know why I have this big ass Italian nose. And as a kid, I had the big ass Italian nose and I just felt like anything should go up there. <laughs> so I stuck like kernels up my nose when they a bunch of them as a kid. And my mom had to take me to the hospital, and they were like, yeah, there's one up there somewhere. So it was probably still up here, and I probably got a whole popcorn stuck in my head somewhere I had a I don't button. even know about. I had a button up the nose once. There it is. <laughs> I don't know. What is it with kids? You got to just fucking stick things up your nose. Aaron uh, Boone, I mean, he's looking for stuff that was up his nose through our games. He's always picking his nose. and He picks his nose a lot. Like, he picks, picks his, his nose, nose quite a bit. I feel like an inordinate amount of, like, for an adult person. Could it be nerves? Is it maybe, like, a nerve thing with him? Like, he starts getting nervous, he picks his nose, but he bites his nails a shit ton. I mean, yeah, games. yeah. I mean, yeah, it doesn't, you know, you can, now that you say it, you contrast that to our winningest manager in a while, in our lifetime anyway, <laughs> Joe Torrey, to sit there the whole game, just <laughs> looking. Aaron Boone's like drinking his Bigelow tea. No wonder he can't win shit. Blowing bubbles, spitting things. Did we just solve it? Did we just do like a a psychological profile on Aaron? Hundred percent. That's exactly what it is. We got a super chat from David Elias. Personal opinion: Keep the roster roster as it is. Fire the staff. Get rid of the clowns and bring back old pinstripes with rings and MLB at bats. P A M. I mean, I don't know if it's a philosophy thing with the Yankees anymore. I, I don't know. Look, at the end of the day, Derek, you might have said this too. They, they got rid of Marcus Timms. Marcus Timms was a major league hitter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, at this point, I don't think it's just a hitting coach. I think it's a philosophy overall. I think it's an organizational thing that they're saying, you know, hit strikes hard, which I'm sorry. I, I just don't feel like hit strikes hard is like some, oh, my God. Really? That's not very scientific. That's like that's baseball 101. I'm like, yeah, you. that's, that's typically the point. <laughs> When Guys, strike, I got the, that's the pitch you swing at. I, I got the new strategy for the New York Yankees. Are you ready? Score more than your opponents. <laughs> Pay me ten million dollars. I was about to say you should be hired right now. Like that, that should be enough to get you actually hired and go from there. Jeez. Um, but before we before we get ready to wrap this one up, guys, thank you again to everybody that's in here. About two sixty right now. Hit that like button. But um. I guess just give our thoughts on on what's coming up for the Yankees. They got a doubleheader tomorrow. I want to say it'll be Clark Schmidt in game one, Luis Severino in game two. Correct. I believe is what they're doing. Um, Seattle next. If if Aaron judges out until end of July, early August, 
What's the Yankees' chances? This season ended when he ran through the wall, I think. That's just my opinion. I mean, uh, wow. I, 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 I think he's going to miss two months. I, I just I, – I know for a fact that as a marketing person, as a PR person, I would not tell the Yankee oh, fans if he was out for July. No doubt. That would no be question. my strategy. If they said, well, you know, shit, Judge is going to be out. How do we break this to our fans? I would say we don't. We don't. You yeah. know, sorry, Timmy, the dog ran away. We haven't seen him, you know? Yeah. You know, that type of thing. Well, it's got to be scraping I mean, it like, off the road. Yeah, you're, you're 100% right. It's got to be, it's a business too at the end of the day. So I, I understand that part. Wow, man. That's a, that's, um, that's a big statement. But, uh, you know, it, it's sad too that one of the moments I think that I might have had my most excitement while calling yeah. a game, scream, whoa, what a catch. Unbelievable. Yeah. Then you kind of sit back and a couple of days pass and you're like, that's the worst thing that could have happened. That ball should have just been off the wall. Yeah, you I know, would have rather lost that game than lose Judge for the summer. Everybody would have. You know, you're, at, you're, you're 100% right. You'd rather lose that game instead of being done for the summer. And who the hell knows what, what happens going forward. Um, the Yankees' schedule isn't the – it's it's a little bit easier than it was early on. But um, I'm with you, man. I, 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 don't, I don't see how this team overcomes being without Aaron Judge. Yeah. Now, if he was back in a week, I'd say, okay, they're still nine over. Yeah. You know, just manage, get him back, and go from there. But – isn't it also wrong in a sense that all we're we're like depending? Well, when yeah. Judge gets back, it's like it's like the Yankees have even got us in this mode. Well, guys, hold on. When everybody gets back, everything will be fine. And if you don't think that bleeds into the locker room, those other guys clearly feel the same way. You know, yeah. John Carlos yeah. Stanton for some reason never feels pressure in the playoffs. But when Judge is out, the man turns into a shadow. Yeah, every I feel like everybody does. You know, I'm look at look at Rizzo. Look at Rizzo's overall play. How bad he's been. I mean, there's not a veteran on this team that you can look at right now and go, "Wow, at least he's stepping up." I think I have a, a theory that Rizzo's hurt. I mean, ever since I mean, he got hit by Tatis, he's never been the same. I kind of feel like he has to be. Yeah. At this point, you know, just the way he's playing overall. Uh, we got one super chat here, and then guys, we're gonna wrap this episode up. Uh, Ra Thompson says there's entirely too much tinkering going on from the position players to the pitchers. Put the iPad down, pinch hit, and run. Um, common Sense Baseball is something that it feels like it is missing quite a bit here at uh, here with the New York Yankees. But, guys, it, it, it does feel a bit gloomy. It's like gloomy days are ahead right now for the Yankees without Aaron Judge. We have no idea when he's going to be back. And all we can hope for is that we didn't even get into, you know, Peraz and Floriel and these other guys. I, I don't I don't see the Yankees making any moves. I don't see them releasing Donaldson anytime soon no. at so, all. So it's more of the same. I, to me, this feels like 2016 where you got the mm. baby bombers coming up. At best, mm. you, you sell off a couple of pieces. You know, you, maybe they trade, you know, maybe they trade uh, Rizzo at the deadline if he starts hitting mm. and you sign Murakami to play first base, you know. He's having yeah. a tough year striking out a lot, but you know, yeah. you, maybe you call up Dominguez. You know, maybe you just say, "Hey, look, isn't our year? Let's let the kids play. Let them learn on the job. Show up and cheer on our kids. Don't boo them." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to me, I would, and you know, admit it. I, that's fine. Well, I think fans will be okay with that actually if they go with the young guys. Um, the last thing that I'll add in there is if there's ever going to be a time, and I, I ask for this every year, that Brian Cash and become creative. Now's that time. You know, there's a lot of players out there that come to mind of, of potential trades that could happen. I, I don't know if they would, but, you know, you got your guys like Lars Newtbar, who could be a good left-hand hitting outfielder for the Cardinals. Um, we mentioned, uh, you know, Alexis Diaz. You've mentioned a few guys from the Marlins. 
Um, I, I don't know if Case, if the Royals are willing to trade anybody in the roster, but Vinny Pascatino's a, a very good young first baseman. He's done. Did you hear about him? I, is he out for the year? Torres Labrum. Oh, man. That's having surgery out oh, for the year. Well, guys, cut that part out. There's no Vinny <laughs> Pascatino coming to the Yankees. I tried to replace an Italian with an Italian, and it ain't gonna work <laughs> this time. And no Joey Votto. We don't want Votto, okay? But, um, guys, for another episode of Designated Spitters, we appreciate you guys. Derek, any, any final words at all for everybody? Uh, just hang in there. I'll see you tomorrow on the recaps. Yep. And guys, by the way, too, I am covering both games tomorrow. So do me a favor. Come, come in and just say hello. Try to get me through it. If it's two bad games in a row, I might. it might be more than the mustache going away. If it's, <laughs> if it's two bad games in a row. But with that being said, guys, we are out. I will see you all tomorrow. Talk to you guys later. Competition, but if you go against me, you the opposition. But if you want to look like you can close the distance, I'm gonna give it a for ever since you're so persistent. Uh, with you, I'm just practicing, cause I'm back to back. Let's get back to winning. As a matter of fact, I'm not that forgiving.